0: Welcome to Lou Marks the Spot, brought to you by yours truly, Lou Marks, bringing sanity and common sense back to America. Today we're going to talk about the fake news media's greatest, worst moments. Does the news media unfairly attack President Donald J. Trump? Does the fake news media actually exist? Are media reports about President Trump usually unreliable? Is the fake news media biased against President Trump? the Trump family, and their businesses? Does the fake news media lie and lie consistently? Does the fake news media work hand-in-hand hand, together as one and with the Democrats and liberals? Does the fake news media hate, hate most Americans and America itself? Does the fake news media condone and promote hate groups, violence, and racism? Does the fake news media demonstrate hypocrisy at its absolute worst? Does the fake news media suppress the truth and try to suppress others from telling the truth? Does the fake news media support cancel culture? Does the fake news media want to eliminate the First Amendment of freedom of speech and the Second Amendment of our right to bear arms? This podcast will demonstrate the answer to all of the above and more is absolutely yes. First of all, the fake news media... Treat them as if they were a virus, and don't spread them. Falsehoods, lies, fallacies, insidiousness, post-truth. There are a multitude of synonyms referred to the term that continues to fill social networks and the fake news media. It's called fake news. The people who believe the fake news are often people who appear to be perfectly ordinary Furthermore, people who do not hesitate to try to gain a political advantage, even when they are aware that the news is fake, are present in the fake news media and other important positions that can affect the formation of the next administration and future administrations. And new fake news continues to appear constantly on a daily basis. This is partly because the business model of U.S. media companies has shifted from paper to digital media, making it possible to widely distribute fake news at a low cost. News sites that currently post fake news have, actually have fake names that sound like actual newspapers, like the Denver Guardian, which is not real, and even include local weather forecasts in the content. Since the fake news attracts many viewers, the site operators can easily obtain advertisers. It's said that writers who find it difficult to make a living in the conventional media are willing to accept high fees to report fake news stories and lie regardless of their own ideology and beliefs. In other words, they are paid to tell false stories and lie. Let's take a look. Following on the top 10 worst media failures possibly in the three-plus years of the Trump-Russia reporting. They are listed here... I have them in reverse order, as measured by the magnitude of the embarrassment, the hysteria they generated on social media and cable news, the level of journalistic recklessness that produced them, and the amount of damage and danger they caused. The list was extremely difficult to compile, in part because news outlets, particularly CNN and MSNBC, often delete from the Internet the video segments of the most embarrassing moments with no explanation at all. Even more challenging was the fact that the number of worthy nominees is so large that highly meritorious entries had to be excluded, but are acknowledged at the end with dishonorable mention status. Notice that all of these errors go only in one direction, namely, exaggerating the grave threat posed by Moscow and the Trump Circle's connection to it. It's inevitable that media outlets will make mistakes on complex stories, though. If that's being done in good faith, one would expect the errors to be roughly uh, 50-50 in terms of the agendas served by the false stories. That is most definitely not the case here, however. As usual, it's 100% fake. And as usual, CNN is the hands-down winner. On June 12, 2017, Fortune claimed that Russia RT had hacked into and taken over C-SPAN that C-SPAN confirmed it had been hacked. The whole story was later debunked as false. On December twentieth, two 2016, the Washington Post reported that Russian hackers penetrated the U.S. electricity grid through a utility in Vermont, causing predictable outrage and panic, along with threats from U.S. political leaders, mostly Democrats. But when they kept... Diluting the story with editor's notes to admit that the malware was found on a laptop not connected to the U.S. electric grid at all. So finally acknowledging days later, grudgingly, that the whole story was false, made up, and a lie. Since the malware had nothing to do with Russia or even nothing to do with the U.S. electric grid. On November 24, 2016... The Washington Post published one of the most inflammatory, sensationalistic stories to date about Russian infiltration into U.S. politics using social media, accusing more than 200 websites of being routine peddlers of Russia propaganda during the election season, with combined audiences of at least 15 million Americans. It added, stories planted or promoted by the disinformation campaign on Facebook were viewed more than 213 million lie- times As usual, that was all lies as well On June twenty-second, two 2017 The winner, fake CNN Reported that Trump aide Anthony Scaramucci Was involved with the Russian Direct Investment Fund Under Senate investigation He was not CNN later retracted the story And forced the three reporters who published it To leave the network No apologies, but... The reporters had to quit. On September 11, 2017, NBC News and MSNBC spread all over its airwaves a claim from its notorious CIA puppet, Ken Delanian, that Russia was behind a series of dastardly attacks on U.S. personnel at the embassy in Cuba using a sonic or microwave weapon so sophisticated and so cunning that Pentagon and CIA scientists had no idea what to make of it. But then teams of neurolog- neurologists began calling into doubt that these personnel had suffered any brain injuries at all. That instead, they appeared to have experienced collective psychosomatic symptoms, if anything. And then biologists published findings that the strange sounds the USS diplomats reported hearing were those emitted by a common Caribbean male cricket during mating season. Incredible. Trump created a secret internet server to co- and communicate with a Russian bank. Again, false, of course. On November 27, 2018, The Guardian published a major bombshell that Trump campaign manager Paul Manafort had somehow managed to sneak inside one of the world's most surveilled buildings, the Ecuadorian embassy in London, sneak in, he's like a spy, and visit Julian Assange on three, not one, not two, but three different occasions. Cable and online commentators exploded. Seven weeks later, no other media has confirmed this. No video or photographic evidence has emerged. The Guardian refused to answer any questions. Its leading editors have virtually gone into hiding. Other media outlets have expressed serious doubts about its veracity. An Ecuadorian official who worked at the embassy has called the story a complete lie and fake and phony, which of course it was. CNN again explicitly lied about Lanny Davis being its source, for a story whose substance was also false. Cohen would testify that Trump knew in advance about the Trump Tower meeting. CNN again. On July 27, 2018... CNN published another blockbuster story that Michael Cohen, Trump's former attorney, was prepared to tell Robert Mueller that President Trump knew in advance about the Trump Tower meeting. There were, however, two problems with this story. First, CNN got caught blatantly lying when its reporters claimed that contacted by CNN, one of Cohen's attorneys, Lenny Davis, declined to comment. In fact, Davis was one of CNN's key sources, if not its only source for this story. And second, numerous other outlets had already retracted the story after the source David admitted it was a lie. CNN, however, to this date, as usual, has refused to either. They just perpetuate the lie. BuzzFeed bombshell. Robert Mueller possesses internal emails and witnesses in views proving Trump-directed Cohen to lie to Congress. Unusual... But it happened. Even eventually Muller's spokesperson said that was all untrue. To date, when asked how they both could have gotten such a massive story so completely wrong in the same way, both CNN and MSNBC adopted the posture of the CIA by maintaining complete silence and refusing to explain how it could possibly be that all of their multiple independent sources got the date wrong on the email in the same way to be incriminating and false. As possible, nor news to say will they identify their sources, who, in concert, fed them such inflammatory and ultimately false information. There were no sources, as usual. Sadly, CNN and MSNBC have deleted most traces of the most humiliating videos from the internet, including demanding that YouTube remove copies. How can they demand that? Again, censorship. But enough survives to document just what a monumental, horrifying, and utterly excusable, inexcusable de- debacle this was. Particularly amazing is a clip of the CNN reporter having to admit the error for the first time as he awkwardly struggles to pretend that it's not the massive, horrific debacle that it so obviously is. Here's our dishonorable mentions. ABC News, Brian Ross, is fired for reporting Trump told Flynn to make contact with Russians when he was still a candidate. In fact, Trump did that after he won and was elected president. The New York Times claimed Manafort providing polling data to Russian oligarch Oleg Dupreska, a person close to the Kremlin. In fact, he provided them to Ukrainians, not Russians. Crowdstrike, the firm hired by the DNC, the Democratic National Convention, of course, and paid by Hillary, claimed that they had evidence that Russia hacked Ukrainian artillery apps. Then they retracted it because it also was a lie. Bloomberg and the WSI reported Mueller subpoenaed Deutsche Bank for Trump's financial records. The New York Times said that never happened, so the Deutsche Bank was another lie. Rachel Maddow, the 20 minutes, at the start of her show, to very melodramatically, as usual, claiming such an annoying person. A highly sophisticated party tried to trick her by sending her a fake top secret document modeled after the one published by The Intercept and said it could only have come from the US government or The Intercept. Since the person obtained the document before it was published by us and thus must have had special access to it, In fact, Maddow and NBC completely misread the metadata on the document. The fake sent to Maddow was created after we published the document and was sent to her by a random member of the public who took the document from the Intercept site and doctored it to see if she'd fall for an obvious scam. Maddow's entire timeline on which her whole melodramatic conspiracy theory rested was fictitious, a lie, and a scam. The U.S. media... And Democrats spent six months claiming that all 17 intelligence agencies agreed Russia was behind the hacks. the New York Times finally retracted that in June 2017. The assessment was made by four intelligence agencies. The Office of the Director of National Intelligence, the Central Intelligence Agency, the CIA, the Federal Bureau of Investigation the FBI, and the National Security Agency, the best in the world. The assessment was not approved by all 17 organizations in the American intelligence community. More lies. AP claimed on February 2, 2018, that the Free Beacon commissioned the Steele dossier. They thereafter acknowledged that was false and noted instead, though the former spy, Christopher Steele, was hired by a firm that was initially funded by the Washington Free Beacon, did not begin work on the project until after the Democrats Groups had begun funding it. In other words, after Hillary Clinton and the Clintons had begun funding it. Important, paid for by Clinton and Obama. The National media have offered multiple conflicting accounts of how and why the FBI investigation into Trump Russia began. Widespread government and media claims that accused Russian agent Maria Butina offered sex or favors were totally false and scurrilous. After a Russian regional jet crashed on February 11, 2018, shortly after it took off from Moscow, killing all 71 people aboard, Harvard law professor and frequent, of course, MSNBC contributor, Lawrence Tribe, strongly implied Putin purposely caused the plane to go down in order to merge, murder Sergei Millennium a person vaguely linked to George Papadopoulos and Jared Kushner. In fact, Millennium was not on the plane, nor to date has anyone claimed they had any evidence that Putin ordered his own country's civilian passenger brought down. More lies, more Russian conspiracy. What are some examples of CNN news being biased or lying? Here's a small partial list. The hands up, don't shoot narrative, the golden shower story. In their CNN C polls, they had polled at least 7% more Democrats than Republicans three times in a row. In their first debate poll, CNN sampled 41% Democrats compared to just 26% Republicans. That's why all figures are false by CNN and the fake news media. CNN sampled 36% compared to 27% Republicans. And for the third, Democrats accounted for 36% of the 547 registered voters surveyed by only 29% of respondents were Republicans, if that. They edited the Charlotte shooting video to make it look unjustified. CNN selectively editing Milwaukee shooting victim sister so that it makes it look like she was calling for peace. They later had to apologize on air for editing it to suit their narrative. But it goes on. They keep doing it. CNN got caught feeding answers to a focus group. Watch the reporters say, America is great because America is good, and the black woman nods ahead. They don't do focus groups. They tell them what to say. CNN has a history of cutting off whoever criticizes Hillary Clinton, Obama, or any Democrats. CNN claiming on audio tape, the audio tape of Hillary Clinton is fake. How do they know? It was definitely her. It was proven it was her. CNN actually admitted... The media has been giving Hillary Clinton a free ride, and that CNN is the biggest promoter of hers. Unbelievable. CNN is extremely biased, and there is plenty more dirt on them. We won't even go into the entire Russia influence, the election tale. That went on for too many years and been, been proven false, and it's just absolutely ridiculous to give it any time or credence here. I won't do it. All their misdirection on the Clinton sold uranium to the Russians' affair Are all the people who mysteriously have died of being associated with the Clintons And CNNs refused to report on any of that I can go on for hours Suffice it to say, CNN lies And lies constantly Post-truth politics poses a serious challenge to the values of truth And consequently trust Sections of mainstream political parties and the media do not appear to have basic knowledge or insight into processes that underpin our institutions or even care. And we are confronted with the proliferation of lies, fake news and nonsense, and profound ignorance by fake news media on a daily basis. We have to explore the distinctions between truth and truthfulness and lies and deceit. Essentially argued that truth has considerable Intrinsic and instrumental value That should be protected and respected Truth is invaluable to the integrity of the person Institution and nation And a climate of trust For the proper functioning of democracy While it may be expedient to distort or ignore this truth We value truth in ways that cannot be reduced To its practical value This is because it's very closely related to trust. We have to trust in our media, in our politicians, and in our government. It's also closely related to sincerity and integrity. Indifference to truth and their cynical espousing of lies, fake news or bullshit can be destabilizing and harmful. Deception constitutes a limit to our will. How can we make informed choices if the information we receive is inaccurate, false, or untrue? We can't make an educational choice or decision. As our information ecosystem becomes increasingly complex, unpredictable, and balkanized, we must have a vital role. We, the people, must have the vital role in helping to create an informed public that navigate what it encounters on television and online. We have to do it ourselves. And it can easily be done by using common sense. Just plain old common sense. Look at it. what happens with the fake news media. Use our common sense and we'll see the truth as obvious as day. Thank you for listening and God bless.